0: You're listening to the Keith Blakemore Noble radio show. Here's your host, Keith Blakemore Noble. hello hello! welcome back to another episode thank you for joining us hope you uh hope you enjoy this one if you do enjoy it do you remember to give us a like a comment a share and subscribe subscribe to us on your favorite uh platform that helps us get seen by even more people uh of course we're available on all the major platforms now if you're thinking i recognize that person jenny looks familiar that's because um We had Jenny as a guest back in May 2021, and I'm thrilled to say that Jenny has agreed to come back two and a half years later to share how her journey has developed. So Yes, I am chatting with Jenny Leggett, the author of over 40 children's books uh, written under her pen name J.T. Scott. Uh, These books include Sammy Rambles, Molly Manila uh, and Bumper and Friends. Her stories are enjoyed by children around the world, and she has inspired many people to go and go ahead and complete the novels that they've had in their heads for ages as well as a self-published indie author. She has done everything from scratch the writing, the publishing uh the promotion, and she still has still found time for family, for friends, and for seaside visits, where of course there's inspiration for her next stories to be found. As I mentioned, uh we had the opportunity to uh do an episode of the podcast with Jenny a couple of years ago, and uh today we're talking about how it's grown from just a book into a whole new adventure with dragon Ball that's the game from the Sammy ramble series uh we're going to explore the exciting ways she's getting her books into school into schools and in front of international audiences and we'll explore the highs and lows of being an author plus we'll explore. How it all came from a bad day at the office. That's my guest today, returning guest, the awesome, amazing, fantastic author, Jenny Leggett. Hey Jenny, how are you doing?
1: I'm very well, thank you, and thank you again for having me back on the show.
0: My pleasure, thank you for coming back. It's always nice to catch up with with guests a couple of years down the line. Um, I can't believe I'm saying that. A couple of years down the line, I guess this podcast is... is uh, Maybe it'll have some longevity after all, <laughs> but um I'm sure it will yeah. we've we've um we've heard your bio um but as always, who is Jenny? who is the lady behind all of that?
1: Oh, thank you very much, yeah actually, as you say, it's been quite a journey, and as you mentioned, it all started with that bad day in the office. I think from time to time, everyone has these bad days and on this particular bad day, I think I was sort of recollecting that friends were getting married, they were having children, they were having cars, they were having holidays, and I just felt in such a bad rut. I had all these sort of hopes and dreams and things that just seemed out of reach, and I suppose back then I didn't necessarily know how to get out of that, how to perhaps ask for help. I guess that would have been a good starting point, but I turned to what I did enjoy, and I, I love writing. I love fantasy adventures My imagination, even from school days, was way out there. might have been sat in a maths lesson, but over the way, walking through the forest, chatting with the animals or something, which is probably where the inspiration for Bumper and Friends has sort of bubbled up over the years. So, yeah, I tried to turn something bad into something good. And that's literally where it all started, with with Sammy Rambles, Mm -hmm. followed by Bumper and Friends. And then someone said to me, oh, where's the girl hero? And I can say to them, there's plenty of strong female characters in Sammy Rambles, but you're right. So I wrote Molly Manilla, and she's the girl detective who talks to the animals to solve problems in her village. And that's all been going well. And as you say, Bumper and Friends, it's kind of exploded. That's why I've got up to that impressive target, I guess, of sort of 40 books. I'd love to write 50, I'd love to write 100. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But Uh, we'll see how it goes. It's
0: quite an achievement.
1: That's what I wanted. I wanted to have a big portfolio of books. I thought I don't want to be a, a one-hit wonder author. I don't want to have just one book because I've got thousands of books inside my head, yeah. and I want to get them all written down one by one.
0: Nice. Yeah. I mean, when, so I when, suppose when... the
1: hard part for me is actually being disciplined on which idea.
0: To <laughs> so how how do you how do you do that? I mean, as you say, you you always loved to write, so you'll have thousands of ideas going on especially with your seaside walks and your forest walks and everything um and i know once you start thinking about these things i know dozens of ideas will always you have one idea which then gives gives rise to dozens or hundreds of ideas how do you have the discipline to go right all of your ideas i'll get to you this is the one we're doing right now
1: i'll be totally upfront. it is it's hard it's like turning on a tap. People say writer's block. I think I have writer's overload. So I, <laughs> I have a, a notebook and I have a pen because uh, I prefer handwriting my stories. I think it sort of helps me slow down my ideas. It gives me that connection between the brain, the pen and the paper. And to be able to write down the ideas one by one, even when I've got a flood of ideas. So my, my latest book was Bertie the Bear and he's part of the Bumper and Friends series. And I knew that I wanted to write about this bear and I knew that he was going to have some sort of injury which would then guide his friends to come and visit and when his friends came to visit they would bring a gift and the gift that they brought would then help him get better and then the message behind it was that even when you're having a bad day or has problems that there's still good things to be found that you can still enjoy enjoy life even though there is you know there's a lot of hardship going on especially at the moment and so that was the essence of Bertie but whilst I'm thinking of Bertie's story in the books he's got his friends Fizzy Fizz the Frog he's got Dulcie and Darcy the Deer and they're all going to have their own stories so I was jotting down Fast and Furious with my pen ideas for their stories and in the meantime there's the little goblin that's sort of come into my head and he's got a journey with a goblin stone and then there's the pirate story that I want to be writing and then there's Sammy Ramble's book six that people have asked for and it's hard but I think if I can be disciplined to put those ideas in a notebook for later, then I can write down and really concentrate on a project. So the book is a project, and it's got a start, it's got a middle, it's got an end. And as you say, I'm an indie author, so I'm doing my own promotion, my own tabletop sales, I guess. And the whole whole thing has to be sort of mapped out, and I really do have to work hard to push things away. Because there are other interruptions. I've got a three-year-old, I've got dogs we've got holidays we're hoping to go on and all of those things will take up energy and brain power but i know that i want to keep writing the stories because that what's turned from a hobby is is my job it's my my career it's my hopes and dreams i guess to have those books extended on their journey
0: right so that so this is this is this is your job as you say this is this is your job this is your career this is this is what you do full time for, for, right. for a living Brilliant, brilliant. I I, I know many people have uh, aspirations of being an author. Um, I know sometimes people think, all right, I'll write a book and then just sit back and the royalties pour in. And it's we know life isn't like that. But you here here you are an example of somebody who had that bad day at the office. Enough was enough. They took their passion, something they always loved to do, and actually turned it into a paying career um and i imagine that takes a huge amount of hard work how did you how did you i mean one kind of once the wheels are going and once so okay now you've got 40 books it's correct me if i'm wrong it's presumably going to be easier to sell the 41st book when you've already got 40 books that are, that are selling them and the name is is out there i'm not saying it's going to be easy but it's it's easier but how do you how do you kind of kick start this all off for, for, from the first one how do you get that um that uh, momentum
1: that first step, yeah. again back to Sammy Ramble's, because that was my first book, and that was that was hard work because it took a long time to write it. You're talking about hundred thousand words in Sammy Ramble's, mm. and that all needed to be handwritten, uh-huh. typed up, proofread, edited, revised, I actually added up and I think each word in the book has probably taken me about two or three minutes to sort of write and think about and process and publish wow. and then it is that journey. How do you get the book from your head? onto the screen, onto the, into the actual book that people can read, whether it's a online version, whether it's paperback version, hardback, audiobook, It's all a journey and it all starts with those single steps. So once I'd got the books, and as she alluded to earlier, it was a bad day in the office. And when I was on the publishing journey, there were many bad days because I sent off my manuscript and I got my rejection letters. And i felt like i'd failed i felt like i would let myself down let sammy rambles down i thought it's it's for other people that success is for other people i, I don't know how they've got there but i don't know if i can do it and so said so life happened i think i changed my job changed partner changed county changed absolutely everything you can possibly change but there was also a voice saying try again have another go and so i did and that's when i got picked up by a publisher but it was one of the vanity publishers the ones that they Five thousand pounds, please, and we'll do your book. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't think I've got, I haven't got that money. I don't know if I can put it towards that. And so I felt like I failed. I would give up. but stop. But if you wind the clock forward a little bit longer, there are tools available to do it all for free or for low cost yeah. to get yourself up and running. And so off I did. I, I printed out I think ten copies of my my first Sammy Rambles book, and I took them into our local pub quiz. And I suppose everyone's. Quite like Mary they've had a good time at the quiz I was like here's my box of books I've just written the book hey does anybody want one and they did and I actually sold out that box of books and that inspired me to have, buy some more it gave me the money to buy some more
0: mm. and
1: then somebody at the, the quiz said or oh, have you tried the local craft fair and that's when I went along all very inspired paid five pounds for my table laid everything out got one book so I made it look as, as big and as bright as possible And I think I sold about six copies that day, but they were all to traders rather than to people walking through the doors. And on one hand, it felt like an achievement. And on the other hand, I felt, well, there's something missing. So I I sort of went back again the following week and I had my table and I saw that the ladies selling their knitted robins and the jam jars, they were selling out. And I was observing sort of how are they doing it? And that's perhaps when I picked up some sort of customer service techniques, I guess, sales techniques, if you like. How do I get my book from my table into somebody's hand and encourage them that they will enjoy reading the book, give them sort of a few seconds to have a look. And people started buying them. And that then encouraged me to go bigger and bigger and bigger. And someone said, oh, how about a school? Because you're looking for all these opportunities where, where the books might sell, who might be interested in buying them. And so it sort of grew from there. And the last events that I did were the big Comic-Cons So I've made some lovely friends with cosplayers and they've sort of encouraged me not just to do it in Cornwall, but to go further afield. And I suppose the irony is, before I had my daughter, I didn't have the confidence to go further afield. And now that I've had her, she sort of inspired me to go further afield. So I've had road trips this year going to Bolton, to Sheffield, to Maidstone. And then I'd like to take it abroad if possible. But that's going to be another step that's when she's a little bit older. Yeah. Because I want to sort of be a good role model for her, to inspire her. Um, like I said before, hopefully I've inspired other people to write the book that they were hoping to write. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that to me is as much of an achievement as me selling my own books. For sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And what, what, what I'm kind of picking up from there is it, it's, it's little steps, lots of little steps, just each building upon the previous one, just slightly bigger, slightly more each time. And over, gradually the momentum builds up until it until it takes off of oh, its own accord.
1: It seems to. So don't worry if you've got one book or if you've got three books. Even if you've got no books, you can still go along and absorb the ideas and see how are the people doing it and cherry pick perhaps the best bits of what they're doing. Maybe there'll be some things that I'm doing that hopefully will inspire people as well. I know from my tabletop sales, people have said, oh, I like the, the bright-coloured dragons that you've got for sale. They go with the books. They weren't there back in day one. They have come along this journey. They say It's all steps. And I try and do something every day, whether it's a Facebook post, an interview, a few paragraphs. Each day, it's all moving towards, I guess the ultimate goal was always to have a movie on the big screen. That's kind of why I started writing. I wanted to have that sort of big idea. And I suppose that's given me the momentum to carry on, even when there's been bad days, when I haven't been able to turn on the computer. Yeah. And I've had to be called away to yeah. other things.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, any any uh, any news so far that you can share with us on the on the whole movie plan, or is that still still a work in progress? It's still out there, but will happen at some point.
1: It's. I think the more I'm doing, the more people that are following it, the bigger yeah. the journey is getting, the bigger the adventure is getting. Because I, I do mm-hmm. treat it like a an adventure and a journey. Yeah. And I suppose even yeah. if there was a movie to be made, which I'm hoping, I said you never know who's watching. So I do try and present the best of the books every opportunity I get. And, yeah, there's, there's probably people that are, oh, who's who's Jenny? Who are these books? Who's Sammy Rambles? What's Dragon Ball all about? And I suppose having the game Dragon Ball has opened up a, another avenue into school. So it's not just Jenny, the author, coming to do a talk. It's Jenny, the author, and she's bringing a game as well
0: yeah which actually leads us on to to the other bit i wanted to talk about drag, uh, dragon ball um i mean that is is a game which which features features nicely in the in the sammy rambles books and you've taken that game from something in the books and turned it into uh, something so much more a, a game that people can actually play in real life and a game with a, a game with a purpose and a message behind it Can you tell us a little bit about that
1: yeah of course so as you say Sammy Rambles they're all playing Dragon Ball in their sports lessons in their magical school riding on their dragons and someone said to me this is amazing it would make a wonderful game how about we try and make it happen I'm in a school I'll um, see what the children want to play and so I think we started off with that sort of footballs or, or volleyballs to to play with and then people liked it they enjoyed the, the concept of it and it's very simple it's two teams two goals and seven balls that all start in the middle the teams start on the goal line whistle goes three two one everyone can go and get a dragon ball work in their teams so it's encouraging that teamwork that communication collaboration all the skills that children are sort of picking up at school that will benefit later on in life you score a goal so there's an objective but it's inclusive so we've got children with send playing Children in wheelchairs can play. Children who perhaps haven't got use of their legs, they can sort of still play sitting Dragon Ball. They can play walking Dragon Ball. They can play at top speed as fast as possible. You can play to time, you can play to points, you can play indoors, outdoors. we played it on the beach, played it on the grass. Um, and it can be played in somewhere as small as a, a classroom or as big as a rugby pitch. It's it's truly, it's, it's an adaptable game. It's yeah. inclusive and it's a lot of fun. Um, it's all come out of the Sammy Rambles books and someone just said oh that would make a great game and here we are, we've got sponsorship from like, Sheffield United Football Club, from Plymouth Argyle Football Club, we've got some really big names that are jumping on board because it's not enough just to have yeah. sort of one sport that people can play, they like the sort of the diversity, the adaptability of it, so yes you're still going to play football and that will be their sort of career if you like, but as a warm-up game they can play Dragon Ball as a, a fun sport, they can play Dragon Ball, something in the lunch break. But obviously with obviously great plans for the books to be made into a movie, it would be wonderful if Dragon Ball got played in more schools And over the mm. last 12 months. It's been played in hundreds of schools, and possibly in a couple of years' time, if we do another podcast, it will be played in thousands of schools. Or, And we've been a bit cheeky with some of the advertising for it because <laughs> we've got into lots of Facebook groups. And it's like, have you seen Dragon Ball? Have you played Dragon Ball? We love playing Dragon Ball. Do you want to try Dragon Ball? And people are picking it up. So we've had inquiries from America, from France, from New Zealand, from Australia. And through networking, that's sort of grown again. So it's not just me saying, well, let's play Dragon Ball. There are other people now shouting about it and, and sort of saying, let's, let's get this into our school. We must play Dragon Ball. It's mm-hmm. relatively cheap to set up. Yeah. You can get going straight away. And it's easy to learn. Everyone can take part.
0: I think that's one that, one of the things I really like about the concept of Dragon Ball is that everyone can play, whatever your your ability, whatever whatever your situation. Everyone is able to play because uh, I was never into sports when I was uh, when I was a kid. I wasn't was wasn't built for sports, shall we say. <laughs> so I, I kind of used to hate. PE and all that sort of stuff, but with something like Dragon Ball, whatever level you're at, whatever your situation, you can play and enjoy it. That's and it. As you say, it scales from class. And we also to wanted to get full pitch.
1: Yeah, I love that. We wanted to get across the anti-bullying message as well, because mm. at school, I remember people saying, "We don't like you. You're not good enough. You can't be on a team. You're no good." And Dragon Ball sort of cuts through all of that there is no opportunity for people to say you're not good enough because there are seven balls in play. You might have one that's being played at top speed at one end of the pitch, but hey, that dragon ball that, that's got left behind, it's not got left behind because there's another group of children, maybe the non-sporty ones, maybe the ones that don't want to mess up their hair. You know, it's mm. it's for everyone to take part their own place. And oh. we've got it now in a sort of festival format so that it's available so you can have a team taking part from your school playing other schools in the area so it's encouraging that into school and into county you know in some yeah. cases and it's just growing not sort of step by step but it is growing which is wonderful to see
0: and again it's, it's, it's that approach you say it's step by step one one little bit at a time it gradually grows gets a little bit bigger a little bit bigger before you know it you've got football teams sponsoring you you've got you've got people saying hey let's play it here and it's just that consistency i guess it's always showing up just a little bit every day whether it's dragon ball or whether it's marketing your books or whether it's writing the book even even if you can only do one little thing each day just keep doing it and it builds up that momentum and and, and progress so the consistency really pays off i love that um really briefly really quickly what's 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 next what's next for uh for, for jenny and uh, what's next for, for Sammy, for Molly and for
1: Bumper? Okay, so I'll try and do an order. So for <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten what order you said them in now. So Sammy Rambles, the the next thing is to sort of keep going with that movie dream. Sort of keep turning up, as you say, at the events, at the Comic Cons, meeting sort of actors and directors and producers and trying to be be noticed, be that one that's sort of, oh, what's going on there? And then with Dragon Ball, the two should go hand in hand. So I'm doing literacy festivals. We're doing the Dragon Ball Sports and Literacy Festival and getting more schools involved so that more children can benefit from playing Dragon Ball and the the Sammy Ramble story of not giving up as well. For Molly, that's sort of trickling away in the background. There's three books. It was always going to be a trilogy. People have asked for book four, but I kind of feel Molly is, is ready. She's got her three stories and it feels like there is potential to go further but at the moment my mission is to get the bumper and friends series there's going to be 21 because i don't know if you remember before i was saying there's going to be seven in each sort of series we've got seven seaside, seven woodland and seven yeah. garden books yeah. and each one of them yeah. will make a, a rainbow yes. so i'm halfway through the, the woodland rainbow so there's four more books which will take me through till next christmas that's the plan mm-hmm. to have all of those finished by then obviously the bumper does lend itself nicely to an animation and having my daughter has meant that we've watched a lot of cartoons and animation recently and so I'm just thinking maybe there's an opportunity there to put that in front of somebody maybe there's somebody who'll watch the the podcast today or read an article on Facebook tomorrow or something like that um and then for me personally I guess you're right I'm still writing I've got all these ideas about all the things that I want to do um but at the same time making sure there is time for family because i don't want to be remembered for sort of being distant or disappearing i want to be sort of very present in things that i'm doing
0: yeah so as 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 you mentioned earlier on uh, a lot of what you do is so that you can be an inspiration for your daughter and and uh and you can be there for her yeah i love that jenny uh, as always time is has has uh flown by um you've you've very kindly given me several links where people can find out more and all of those links are going to be in the show notes you'll find in the usual place com slash show look for the second one with jenny leggett but if people want to find out more what's the best way best place for them to go jenny
1: it'd be wonderful if everyone could go to dragonball.uk.com that'd be a good starting place to see the sport the books the whole adventure It's all on there, dragonball.uk.com.
0: Dragonball.uk.com. Go check it out, find out more, and see how you can get involved. Jenny, thank you so much for taking taking time out of your increasingly busy life to to share with us a, a little update. And yeah, let's let's uh, let's have you on again in another two and a half years' time and and see where it's gone. Hopefully by that point, well, the, well yes, we'll see where that goes. <laughs> thank you so much, Jenny, and thank you, dear viewer, and dear listener. Hope you enjoyed it. Do remember to subscribe on your favorite platform. Give us a comment, a like, a share. Recommend it to your friends. And uh, we'll catch you in another episode very soon. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Keith Blakemore Noble Radio Show. And out more, please visit
1: KeithBlakemoreNoble.com.